In this bulletin, new report finds Australia's human rights credibility tarnished by continued failures in indigenous rights and poor domestic records. Dominic Perrottet apologizes in a video for his 21st birthday Nazi costume. And in sport, Matilda's striker Remy Simpson to play for Leicester City in England's Women's Super League. The Human Rights Watch's latest report shows Australia is failing when it comes to the treatment of indigenous people and refugees. The International Rights Advocacy Group's 33rd report reviewing human rights practices in nearly 100 countries has flagged an increasing number of deaths in custody and conditions, poor conditions in prisons and detention centres and the government's inaction on climate change as Australia's most pressing human rights concerns. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people comprise 29% of the adult adult prison population, but just 3% of the overall Australian population. HRW's Australia's senior researcher Sophie McNeil has told SBS News 17 Indigenous people died in custody in 2022, up from 11 in 2021. What's really horrifying about many of these issues is that we've known about them for a long time, but that we turn a blind eye and that they are progressively getting worse and worse. We know this about Indigenous deaths in custody. We know it's an issue that comes up every year. And here we have this big jump in the number of deaths and it's still not treated like the urgent national issue that it that it should be treated as. They're not receiving the attention, the resources or the funding that they need. HRW's report also outlines concerns regarding Australia's continued offshore processing of asylum seekers with around 200 refugees and asylum seekers still in Papua New Guinea and Nauru. Ms McNeil says Australia needs to think about its position as the world's third largest exporter of fossil fuels. The federal government has been accused of failing to meet obligations under international human rights law to prevent further foreseeable harm linked to the climate crisis. After the visit by Prime Minister Antonio Albanese to Papua New Guinea, the bilateral security pact signed by the two countries is being commented. Both governments denied the pact came as a reaction to anxiety surrounding China. Dr. Malcolm Davis is Senior Analyst in Defence, Strategy and Capability at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute in Canberra. He says this treaty is vital to strengthening Australia's relationship with one of its nearest and most important neighbours. China is the single most challenging aspect of our strategic environment that we face now. Uh, The strategic environment that we face is being shaped by an assertive China And part of that process that we're seeing is a China that is very active in the Southwest Pacific. Last year, we saw the agreement between the Solomon Islands and uh, China that will uh, allow Beijing to establish a military base in the Solomons. What we don't want to see is that replicated in Papua New Guinea. Reactions come in after it was revealed New South Premier New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet wore a Nazi uniform to his twenty first birthday party. The Premier apologized for the incident during a video published on, on social media in which he says I made a terrible mistake. He then added to you the Jewish community, Holocaust survivors and your families, I am deeply sorry. 
The video was made after he seeked the advice of the leadership of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies. Deputy Premier and leader of the New South Wales Nationals, Paul Toole, has reiterated his support to Mr Perrottet and gives him credit for being upfront about uh, the incident. Well, I think it just goes to show the, the character of the man. I think, uh, you know, he'd actually told me that this had been haunting him for a many number of years and, you know, there were different times in his life that he wanted to come out and speak about this and, you know, he wanted to clear, clear that. So, no, I think sometimes, you know, politicians have got to be upfront. Politicians have got to be honest. And, you know, I actually give him full credit for doing that. Flooding and other natural disasters across the country has wiped $5 billion from the national economy, according to new Treasury data. $3.5 billion out of this number are made of disaster recovery payments and allowances as well as assistance through the states. The data also took into account lost economic activity due to floods, with the mining, retail, agriculture and construction sectors also impacted. Treasurer, Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the economic toll associated with natural disasters is significant. Even though we are rightly focused on the human cost of these natural disasters, which are becoming more and more frequent, there is a cost to the economy as well and a cost to the budget. We will, of course, be there for Australians impacted by natural disasters in the same way that Australians are there for each other. Australia is expected to spend billions more in 2023 and the rebuilding of roads, bridges and other infrastructure is expected to take years. In the United States, the White House says President Joe Biden was not aware that classified documents were stored in his house or office. This comes as more classified documents were found in two locations in Joe Biden's Delaware home. White House Press Secretary, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre confirmed that Mr. Biden was not aware of the documents. He was surprised that these uh, records have been found. He does not know what's in them. And his team, once they ident- identified that these documents were, were there, they immediately uh, reached out to the archives, to the Department of Justice, and did the, rightfully so, did the right thing by turning that over. And they have been cooperating uh, very closely with the Department of Justice. White House records, including those of the vice president, must be handed over to the National Archives at the end of their term in office. Two presidents have now been caught up in the Justice Department's investigation, with former President Donald Trump also under investigation for allegedly mishandling classified files. In Brazil, President Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva has stated his belief that some in the security forces were complicit in the mob ransacking government buildings in the capital on Saturday. He said he became suspicious when he discovered the doors were left open to protesters. It is important to say there were a lot of people who were complicit in this among the military police. There were many people from the armed forces who were complicit. I am convinced that the door to the palace was opened to allow these people in, because I did not see that the door was broken. That is, it means that someone facilitated their entry here. We are going to investigate and see what happened. The Brazilian president also criticized the army for failing to intervene when supporters of his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro, camped outside his headquarters where they have been clamoring for the military to overturn the result of the October elections.
Europe has announced the discovery of its largest deposit of rare earth elements, or REE, in Sweden. These elements are, are essential for the manufacture of electronics such as smartphones, batteries, and many more. The deposits were found in Lapland beyond the Arctic Cycle in northern Sweden. Jan Mostrem is the CEO of LKAB, Sweden's state-owned mining company. He says the deposit may be even bigger than first thought. What we have now is the largest deposit in Europe regarding these materials of REEs. We have ongoing exploration activities in this deposit, which means that for us it's open, it's not closed. We don't actually know how big it is. Rare earth elements are of high strategic value, but so far Europe did not mine its own, mostly importing them from China. This comes as the European Commission is preparing a critical raw materials act to develop reliable and solid supply chains of minerals. The year 2022 is one of the hottest in record, the fifth or sixth depending on studies. The American National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration names 2022 as the sixth hottest year on record. If taking into account changes in temperature at the poles, which is harder to assert, 2022 would be the fifth hottest year. The last eight years were significantly hotter than any year before, more than one degree higher than pre-industrial time. A separate report by the World Meteorological Organization also underlined the last eight years as the hottest ever. It also noted that a persistent La Nina event in the last three years may be the reason why they are not topping the list, but that it only has a temporary cooling impact. Gavin Schmidt, director of Goddard Institute for Space Studies at the NASA, said the warming is felt everywhere. All of the uh, the things that are happening, the the heat waves in uh, in Europe, the fires in Europe, the uh, uh, the the warmest the, the warmest year in the UK, the flooding in uh, Pakistan uh, and, and and elsewhere, the heat waves again in in uh, in the Pacific Northwest, the fires, you know, all of these things are associated with local uh, temperatures. And back home, data shows that the COVID pandemic is receding. New South Wales health data for the first week of 2023 shows a 33% decrease in the number of positive cases on the previous seven days, with just over 15,000 new positive tests. The figures also reveal the number of people receiving PCR tests decreased 11%. The national average for daily positive tests as of January the 3rd was 23.3% lower than the week before, with significant reductions in almost every state and territory. New South Wales Acting Chief Health Officer Jan Fiddle said that the decline goes as expected. And to sports, in football, Matilda striker Remy Simpson has signed for Leicester City in England's Women's Super League. She called her challenging move from Sydney FC a dream come true. The 23-year-old completed her third spell at Sydney with an appearance for the club on Christmas Eve but could be pitched straight into action for the struggling Foxes when the WSL resumes with Leicester's home game against Brighton and Hove Albion at King Power Stadium on Sunday. Born in St. Leonard, Simpson, who began her career with Manly United, is no stranger to overseas stints, having played in the U.S., with California Storm and in Sweden with AIK.
Now, having a look at the weather around the country, this Friday, January 13, Broma, mostly sunny day, 31 degrees, Perth, sunny, 28, Adelaide, also sunny, 37 degrees, Melbourne, clouds clearing, 26, Hobart, partly cloudy, 26, Albury, Wodonga, sunny, 37, Canberra, possible shower or storm, 32, Wollongong, partly cloudy, 26, Sydney, much the same, 28, Newcastle, mostly sunny, 29, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 29, Townsville, light rain, 28, Cairns, showers and a possible storm 29 early spring sunny 36 darwin partly cloudy 33 degrees and the Torres Strait islands light rain and 28 degrees and that is nitv radio news